Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a walk in their stilettos. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what inspires me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. So today we have for you Jackie Clark. She is a PR and brand specialist. She's the founder of The Well Connected, a creative fashion, beauty, and lifestyle communications agency specializing in swag bag curation, interactive events, and PR. And she's been able to land some big placements and mentions for her clients, as well as help her clients to establish great connections with influencers and the media. So please welcome to the show, Jackie Clark. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, thank you so much for agreeing to come on and to share your story and your PR gems with us. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, uh, well, as I was reading your bio, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should have mentioned this. But, you know, when in your bio, we talk about brand placements and connections with influencers. So um, I've had the pleasure of working with Jackie on many, many occasions. And she is amazing at what she does and very detail oriented in terms of putting together events and reaching out to brands and companies for collaborations. And my youngest daughter is... Uh, is she your youngest client, Jack? Yes, she is. Yeah. Okay. So my youngest daughter is an influencer on Instagram and Jackie is making sure that she's making the most of her personal brand because, you know, these young people. <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there. If you guys need any services for your personal brands and your events, make sure you reach out to Jackie. Thank you. You're welcome. So I like to start the show with an icebreaker question. And that question is, because we have so many titles as, you know, women and entrepreneurs, a title that I feel is underrated is our name because it Mm. holds weight and it has so much meaning. So I wanted to know, Jackie, do you know what your name means? Do I know what my name means? Um, actually, I have a vague idea. I am uh, one of those people that are just nerdy and like to, you know, look at horoscopes and stuff. I know my name is French, so my name is actually Jacqueline. Um, okay. And I know it's, yes, yes. A lot of people don't know that unless you really know me. It is Jacqueline, but I go by Jackie or Jacks. Um, but my name is French. It's my mother's middle name. And um, I know it means, uh, it's, I'm unique. That's all I know. That's all I needed. I think that's all I, I grasped from the concept I read is that I'm a unique individual and I took and ran with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, okay. So you threw me for a loop because I had looked up Jackie before, but, but I still um, answer to that too. So it's still okay. <laughs> yes. No, actually. So when I looked up Jackie, it had two different meanings and obviously you know names can come from from different places so the english meaning was god is gracious and Mm. then there was another meaning that said you were a supplanter which means to supersede especially by force so now that you say jacqueline i went and looked it up and yes you are correct it is french and where is it? It derives from the Hebrew meaning, may God protect. 
So every time someone says your name, they're saying, may God protect you. Well, praises be to God. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> so well, thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. So my next question to you is, what did Jacqueline want to be when she was a little girl? I initially wanted to be a fashion designer. I've always known, I, I have a degree in fashion arts and design. Um, but as a kid, I would always sew, make doll clothes, Barbie clothes, baby clothes. So I always wanted to be a fashion designer, a, a bridal designer in particular. I love fairy tales and I love the whole Disney princess shebang. So I thought that's what I was going to be when I was younger. I love it. I love it. So how did Well Connected come about? Um, wow. So through college in design experience, I had the opportunity to um, be a part of the Black History Co uh, Committee, the events committee and student council. And we planned a lot of events. And that's how kind of I got my start in uh, the event field before I even knew about PR. Um, so we like worked with a lot of different local talent and stuff back in the day. And through that, I just realized, you know, I was connecting a lot of people um, and doing a lot of things, but no one really knew me. So the name actually was the well-connected nobody. Um, that's kind of like a little <laughs> vibe I was going with um, wow. because I was doing concerts, I was doing events, I was working with celebrities, traveling. I didn't really know what PR was until I got into um, uh, this event uh, program, which they put me on the PR team in the end, but it was called the well-connected nobody. And someone, I can't remember who it is, told me that I'm not a no one, I am a someone. So they encouraged me to drop off, uh, drop the nobody from my name. And I kind of just came with the Well Connected because I would do events and I would connect people with different brands and stuff, but no one had an idea who I was. And at the time, I had no idea what I was doing, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was just connecting people, didn't know it was PR. Um, but that's how the name The Well Connected came, and I kind of just kept it and adopted it because it sounded unique. Um, mm -hmm. Just like I said earlier, I'm a different individual in, in general, so uh, that's how the name came about. I love that, and I love that someone loved you enough to encourage you to drop the nobody because you are a somebody. And I, I love how you say that you didn't you didn't know what you were doing, you know, you didn't feel like anybody knew who you are, but you were you have and you still are able to very well connect you know influencers and brands and media and I mean you know you've gotten my book featured on a national platform you know you've gotten my daughter at a huge event BeautyCon in in New York City like you do some major stuff so I think that it's beautiful that you've come to this point where you've evolved now and you're owning who you are um, and what you do. So what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Wow. What inspired me to become an entrepreneur? Um, you know, just this process and journey. My dad is uh, an artist. He's always been an artist. He's also a teacher. But my dad had his own entrepreneurial spirit for a long time, actually. Like, um, he used to work full time as a technician back in the day with Fuji and Astro, but then he decided to become a full time artist. So I guess growing up with my dad in the household, um, taking his creativity um, and really honing his craft kind of inspired me. And when you grow up in an environment that is allowing you to be creative, allowing you to be, um, you know, do what you want to do um, and live your passion and you have that support, you only the only thing you see growing up is that. So you have no choice but to kind of go in that direction. And so 
Um, I also realized that I don't really like working for people. Um, <laughs> I'm a people person and not a people person. <laughs> and I found that um, there was a quote that stuck to me. Um, I don't know who it's by, so forgive me, but it was something on the lines of, you know, um, instead of helping somebody else execute their dreams, help yourself. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like I could work that nine to five. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I did retail and, you know, thought I was going to do the fashion thing and tried to work in Canadian retail companies with the expi- with the expectation, sorry, of um, going in head office and designing. And because I'm a great people person and I talk a lot and I'm bubbly, they always want to keep me in the sales floor. So I just got fed up and tired of working for other people and not really having the creative freedom I needed. A lot of jobs, they're like, yeah, you know, we, we, we love creativity here. We want you to be this, that, and third. The lie detector said that's a lie um, because <laughs> they're just... There, it's just, it's just not true. So I just, I said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, after my friend passed, uh, my friend Nicole had made a comment at her funeral saying that we're on borrowed time, and mm-hmm. the minute we we are born is this is the same time that our death clock starts ticking. So I really had to ask myself if I want to live my life um, with somebody else's plan in mind, and not the plan that God has put into my spirit and my heart, and not the purpose that He is meant for me to be. So. I just said, uh, in all due respect, F it, and started mm. figuring out the entrepreneurship on my own. And it's, it's a hard process, but the rewards I have of doing certain things is um, is more than I could ask for that I would never get in any job. And not to say working isn't important. Um, I, I had a part-time job, and I still kind of do some part-time work, obviously, because consistency of money. But I, I have more flexibility and freedom with my personal time, um, which is really important to me. Wow. So, you know, when you said that you can't work for nobody, I I laugh because I'm thinking there's a line that I always use where I say I'm unemployable. (laughs) You know, I've been an entrepreneur for the last 10 years and there's been times where it's been really rough and you're down and you're thinking maybe I should just get a job. And I'm like, I'm unemployable. Let me just tap into my creative, you know, being and and the gifts that God gave me and, and to, you know, monetize that. But I love how, you know, because your dad's a creative and an entrepreneur, that you felt supported by that. Because many people grew up in environments where when they want to be a creative, they're parents tell them to get a real job I, well, I think me, that's beautiful well I'll say this I remember my uncle said this to me years ago fashion isn't a real job um and I'm like fashion's a multi-trillion dollar business um mm-hmm. however I can say for me in this instance I was actually fortunate enough for me to have like I said a supportive family I'm 30 years old thir- oh, I'm lies I'm 31.5 <laughs> um <laughs> Totally forgot where I was going with my age. Um, I'm 31.5. I'm trying to own it, guys. 32 in a couple months. But I'm 31 and a half. I I have no debt, uh, barely any savings now because I've used all that up in this business. But I live at home and I don't really have much expenses. And my parents, especially my dad, growing up with my dad being a, um, pretty much a stay-at-home dad, like my mom worked corporate for a long time while my dad did his thing, they always asked me to have a plan. They don't care what my Mm -hmm. sister and I do. You have to have a plan. You're not going to sit home and chill out and be on the couch and do nothing. That's not how my family operates. If you're going to do your own thing, you have to have a plan. You have, they have to see you actively working or else you have to figure it out. You know, Mm -hmm. my parents are not, are not, you know, going to be like trust funds. Like here's money here. Here's money. It doesn't work that way. Cause Mm -hmm. I saw my 
parents do those things. My dad, you know, he, even though he worked at home, he always had something coming in. And I don't believe a lot of entrepreneurs understand that you also have to put in the work Mm -hmm. just because you have this great idea, just because, you know, you want to do this, it's great, but it is a lot of work and people could only support you when they see you're supporting yourself. Mm -hmm. So the fact that, you know, my parents see me up till four or five o'clock in the morning doing stuff, hustling. They they get it. They understand it. So it, I don't really hear a chat back because they're like, she's working and she right. figures it out. Right. You know, to, to speak to what your uncle said about, you know, fashion not being a real business. I find oftentimes, especially old school family members, but family will say ignorant things when you're you know a creative or an entrepreneur but that's based on their perception because they don't have an Mm -hmm. understanding of it that you know they're speaking from a place of um i'm going to say this respectfully but ignorance and oftentimes they don't mean any harm it's just they don't know anything about it so i think most people who are successful at being an entrepreneur have learned to tune out counsel from those that are are not qualified (laughs) to to counsel yeah. So what do you enjoy most about what you do? Um, I would say one, the freedom is what I enjoy most. It's the flexibility to do what I can do when I want to do it and how. But what I enjoy most is like turning someone's idea or, you know, ex- executing something that they didn't think was possible. Like I had a client tell me she never thought she'd be at BeautyCon. This was amazing. You know, all the free products, but also fans were out there to come to see her or someone getting placed on TV or having a bunch of products um, for brands that they've always liked, giving them full-size products and stuff for their gift bag or just even those connections, um, seeing people get excited about things that they didn't believe were possible and knowing mm-hmm. that I had a hand in that process to me is what's really exciting because I still geek out. Like there's certain things like, you know, I've worked with a lot of celebrities, I've worked with a lot of brands, but there's certain things I geek out on when like I see like a DM or like an email come in like hey yes we would love to do this for your event we'll give you this that and I'm just like really <laughs> me like me or what's um the most humbling I would say is I was at a client event over the weekend and I stood up to ask a question and I obviously introduced myself and I go to all my client. I try to go to all my client events to support if I'm in the country or if I'm able to make it and I you know said my name and whatever sat down and then when we went for break I had like five people rush me and were like, oh my God, I follow, I've heard of your brand on social media. I've heard of your name, but I don't know who you are. I've never seen you. Um, and I, or I follow you on Instagram. I stalk you. And I just want to say that like you inspire me. And then people were asking me for photos and I, and I literally sit back. I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, why? Like, it just, it just, I'm just me. And I know I have to stop that thinking, but I don't think I'm doing anything spectacular. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. But it's amazing when I get DMs and people say you inspire me or, you know, you know, I love that you talk about how things are hard because, you know, it shows to keep going or I love what you do. And I'm just like, really? Because there are days I don't love this. Like, I love it, but there are days <laughs> I second guess myself. And I'm like, I don't know. Those are the things that I really love about my job is the joy that other people get um, from whatever this is that I'm doing. I still don't even actually fully know what <laughs> all of this is. Yeah, I I love how, you know, you said you said something about turning like the impossible into the possible, like making their things that they didn't think were possible, you know, you help give that a result, like bring that into reality. Mm. I think there's a quote by Tony Robbins that's like setting goals is the first step to turning the invisible into the visible. So you actually take their their vision or their dream and 
make it a goal to make it possible. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you know how, how to do it, you make it happen. You figure it out. And that's the thing. You have to figure it out. Like I get, I'm a creative. So my mind, and you already know this, I think a million miles a minute and I, you could give me an idea and I have a thousand possibilities within like the span of the time you're done your sentence. Mm -hmm. However, I am one of those type of people where I get so, if I believe so heartily in your brand, I'll come up with a thousand ideas and I'm really good at selling the dream and executing, I, I should say. Mm -hmm. But I literally have to sit back and be like, wait, Jackie, how are you going to do this? <laughs> like I literally have to sit back and I have these outlandish things. And sometimes I'm like, how, how in God's world are you going to pull this together? And I have to think about it. And I somehow sleep on it, pray on it, and wake up with some crazy investigative plan that somehow manages to manifest. But that's, I guess, my purpose is to take what people find impossible and figure out the possibilities and then make yes. it a reality. Yes. And you, you do that. And you've, I've seen you do that from even your very first event that you've had, like, you were able, well, it's not like go into full detail about your swag bags, but you know, reaching out to major brands and getting them to see your vision to collaborate with you, you know, okay, actually, in all together, like, since you've been doing PR, like, name some of the major brands that you've um, had partnerships with. Oh, wow. Um, geez. Okay, here we go. John Frieda. Mm -hmm. I've had a great lasting partnership with them. Um, Intelligent Change, which is the five minute journal, mm -hmm. OPI. Mm -hmm. um, Wrigley, Jelly Belly, Lint, Shea Moisture. So many. Yeah, there we go. Shea Moisture, <laughs> Chlory, uh, Flash Tattoos, Cantu. Oh my gosh, liquor brands. There's a P um, PlayStation, Xbox, McDonald's. Yeah. See, I just wanted yeah. you to name a few. Like you know, <laughs> for someone who feels that they don't know what they're doing, you are doing it. You were doing a whole darn lot. <laughs> It, you know, so, it, it just happens. It just it. No, it I, doesn't I, just I, happen, Jackie. You make it happen. You don't realize that. You put the intention out there. You send out the emails. You do the work. You do the follow-ups. You put in the work. That's just it. A lot of people want things to happen, but they're not actually doing the work. You do the work, and you don't even realize how much work you do. It's a lot of work, um, <laughs> and it's, it's it's again. I, I'm humbled and blessed. You know, like there's a lot of people that wish to be in my position. I have no kids. I'm mm -hmm. single. I live at home, and I have no. I'm debt free, so I can afford right now to do these things a little bit more freely than others. So I'm still very humbled by it. Um, it's just, it's still like I said, it still geeks me out though. It's like when a brand says yes to me, and I'm just like, oh my god, because it's just <laughs> like, because again, I'm not an exception to the rule. You know what I mean? They can still and have said no. So when they say yes to a client project, or I get a t pitch on TV, or you know, someone's in uh, in a magazine, or you know, influencers are wearing their stuff, it's just like I did that. Yes, or you did. I create a deck and. My client comes back and says the whole board of Toronto, the city of Toronto, or, you know, the financial, um, top financial firm, love the pitch. And it's like, I put that together. So it's still, it's, it's, it's still odd. I mean, I think we as creatives and just people in general still need to have that humbleness about us, never get mm -hmm. too comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to try to remain in that. Uh, for instance, I'm having an event 
and I just started promoting it on Monday. And I've I've sold a few tickets already, a couple, and I'm excited. But everyone's like, why are you nervous? It's going to sell out. I don't ever believe it until the day it happens because I'm not an exception to the rule. People could say you're great. People could say you do great work, but people could still not show up, you know? No, well, what I would like to say is in terms of manifesting things, I mean, yes, we all must remain humble. But I would like to advise you to think positive. Envision that room filled. Like those are the type of things that if that's what you want, that's what you need to focus on. And that's what you need to manifest because we attract what we focus on. So my bit of advice to you is don't focus on people may not show up. You know that you're great. Yes, remain humble. But envision that room packed, filled and sold out. 100% 100% and that I, ha- I, I, I have and I do but the Virgo in me if, and if anybody follows astrology you know we're just one of those we have a master plan and a backup plan and we just always you know <laughs> always have to just because I don't expectations I'm really keen on expectations yeah. I, so but I, I totally hear everything you're saying and I I do I, I know it's going to be full it's going to be a packed event this I know so speaking but, of expectations what advice would you share in regards to PR that was never shared with you? I would, a bit of advice that I would share of something that wasn't shared with me that I know is set realistic goals and expectations for yourself and for your clients and Mm -hmm. stay within the realm of your knowledge and, and wisdom. When I first started out, I wanted to be everything to everybody because I thought I could do these things. And some of them I could, some of them I couldn't do. A lot of things I actually hated. And I find the things that you hate doing are the things that most people ask you to do. So I remove those things from my catalyst. I don't do them anymore. If you really need it and you really ask it of me, I will have somebody else do it. But I I really try to stay within my realm of what I'm good at. And I always believed in allowing people to do what they're good at. So if I know I'm good at decks, pitch decks, and you're good at podcasts, and somebody requires me to do something, I'm going to outsource you or hire you or have them advise with you to do that because you're an expert in that field. I don't believe in, I believe in being a multi-mogul, yes, but I don't believe in overextending um, myself in realms that I'm not familiar with. And a lot of people in PR, we get jumbled into marketing, advertising, sales, which we are not any of those things. We tie closely with those things, but we're not any of those things. Uh, We get thrown in as event planners, which we often have to do events, but PR people are strategists. Our goal is to build strategies, have tactics, and execute what's already Mm -hmm. there. So I, I tell PR people, stay within that realm. Yes, we could do events, and we we do a lot of planning, but in certain ex like when I do certain events, I do hire a few event planners, even though I took an event planning program, um, which I got a 4.0 GPA in, but um, <laughs> show that out there. But I also know I can't do everything. And most PR people, not all, are A-type, detail-orientated. I'm convinced most PR people are Virgos, but, you know, I can't really fill the whole Zodiac <laughs> out, the, out the water. But um, I, I know me. I like to do everything myself. Um, and I can't because you end up getting tired, you end up getting burnt out, you end up going to bed at 5 a.m. every morning because you're trying to do the most. So, you know, um, really just learning where you fall in line and asking for help and using people who are good at certain things to their best ability. Um, that's one of the things a lot of people don't tell you about PR mm. is that and it's long. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of writing and sitting in front of your computer. It's a lot of pitching. Uh, follow-up emails consistently. It's a lot of managing expectations because 
a lot of people, um, and I'm going to quote my best friend right now, a lot of people want Chanel dresses for Walmart prices. <laughs> and we're giving, that's the only way I can explain how it works. And a lot of us are giving Chanel plus a couple Louboutins and stuff for the price of a Walmart dress and, you know, a cup of Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot. And so really setting those expectations for your client and for yourself is what's really important in PR or you'll drown for sure. So you spoke to asking for help. Mm. Have you had any mentors or coaches along the way that have helped you? Uh, I did. I have a few. You are one. Um, <laughs> Thank you. As well as uh, Jeff. I believe in having mentors in different categories for your life. And I learned this yes. from um, my ex's sister-in-law, Sherilyn. She's an amazing, the whole family's an amazing uh, family. But Sherilyn is a type A uh, alpha female, I would say. And she's a boss. But she had talked to me about having different mentors in your relationship, you know, church, business, uh, mm-hmm. finance, it's having people. And again, it goes back to knowing their industry. So I have a few. You are one for mindset. Um, Jeff, a, a friend of ours, is one for um, for business, for me, helping <laughs> me understand business side. Mm-hmm. I have Connie, uh, who does a lot of PR with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Mike, who's my financial advisor. Also, my younger sister. Surprisingly, my younger sister is like my get your shit together coach. Like mm. <laughs> what she holds, she she has um, she's a Leo, and I talk a lot about horoscopes because I do I do believe in that balance as well. But my sister is very much. She's one of those. I say I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it. My sister's mm-hmm. not a flaker. She's not one of those you know, talker. She's really an action based person, and she's very much on like she doesn't give me pity. Well, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. No pity That's parties. Exactly yeah. She yeah, she's one of those, well, you have solutions, so you just you just don't like them, so that's your problem. And she's really, I would say more of an accountability coach. That would be my sister. She's very much of more of that real accountability because I live with her, and she'll see the struggle. <laughs> and when something's not going right, she will shoot it all the way down and mm. tell me about myself, and I'm just like, oh, wow. You know, you come home to kind of, you know, wallow and I can't do that here. So like I said, I have a, I have a number of different people for different areas of my life that have all impacted certain parts of me that I can't fully take credit for. So all of them take credit for a lot of the success and things that I'm doing as well. Yeah, I love that. So you spoke to solutions. You know, what, what mm. adversities have you had to overcome to get to where you are today? Ooh, I would say fear. Fear is a big one for me. Just like, again, you put something out there and you're like, oh, my gosh, is this going to happen? So overcoming fear. Um, and and also fear is like stopping the bag, stopping yourself. Like you, you're capable of doing it. Also just, I would say, just going for it. Like I've had to do stuff where I'm like, okay, I have to make that phone call. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I didn't make that phone call, if I didn't do that a little bit of extra research, um, if I didn't ask for help in certain areas, I wouldn't get to where I'm going. A lot of us feel, in no matter what industry, that you can't ask for help or like, okay, I have to do all this by myself. But, mm-hmm. again, it goes back to certain areas you're not versed in. And right. so I have to go to other PR people. Hey, I have this problem that I don't know how to solve, and I need to solve it for a client by next Wednesday. So in order for me to solve it, I would like to help you help me solve this problem because I know you're versed in X, Y, and Z. Really putting your tail in between your legs and letting your ego aside, I think is a big thing for people who are entrepreneurs. We feel like, okay, we got to do everything by ourselves, and I can't really ask for help or because people won't think I'm making it. 
So again, that ego, putting that aside has kind of helped me achieve a lot of things because I've been able to be like, okay, Jackie, there's no I in team. You're not, yeah. you know, you're not the Jackie of all trades. You could do <laughs> a lot, but you know, there are, again, there are things that you need help with. So a lot of, a lot of my success has been reaching out to people, asking for help or just being transparent. Hey, I, uh, right now I really can't do this. I don't have the time. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe another time, or this is not for me. And again, when in by doing that, even though I didn't solve a problem for them, I've solved a I've I've preceded a potential problem of not doing something and then having it be redone. So again, just solutions for me is really just knowing where you're at in life and what it is that you need to do. And the plan is always there. A lot of the time, it's not as heavy as we make it. The plan is really True. simple. A lot of us, including myself, just overanalyze and overthink and think we need to do 10 million different things. For instance, somebody was like, how do I get more traction? How do I get more views? The plan, I need to start a YouTube channel. I need to do all this. The plan is really simple. Instagram has IGTV. Hop on a lot <laughs> consistently. No, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not an editor. I don't edit videos. I don't edit a lot of stuff. I mean, I can, but... That is a whole work. You don't need, not that you don't need YouTube, but to start small to build an audience, set your phone up. Yeah. Hop on a live, be consistent, and people mm -hmm. will start seeing that stuff. And then you can start going into video once you've built that viewership and people know what right. you're expecting. Right. Solutions are very simple. So, I mean, you're always looking for solutions for other people. You're doing you know, a lot for, for yourself and, and all of your clients. So what is your self-care routine? So I don't have one and I know that's really <laughs> bad. And I know you talk to me about this all the time. Um, I, I lied every night before I go to shower, I literally have a soca fit in my bathroom. Um, I, I love to, it's honestly, it's ridiculous. I love to do Okay. So, 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 okay. You're pause. Cause you're going to have to break it down. Cause you know, I have listeners from all parts of the world. So for those who oh, do not know sorry. what a soca fit is, <laughs> okay so for those who don't know soca is a type of music it derives from the caribbean um you have afro beats as well this comes from africa and it's just it's a lot of hype music it's the same rhythm um sung over 30 different times and it just gets you uber uber hype and so I listen to Marshall Montano. I listen to, um, you know, Dr. J, who's a DJ, Soka DJ, uh, Private Ryan, who's also another Soka DJ, and their mixtapes, and literally have a dance-off in my bathroom where I'm completely sweating and drenched and acting like I'm doing the most um, in my bathroom. And a set, sorry, guys, is a big party that everybody comes to that you just listen to soca music and you dance up and you throw paint on yourselves. Well, that's more like Juve. <laughs> but um, a fet is water, bubbles, and it's just no behavior. And so I would say my self-care routine is every night before I take a shower, I literally put my music on. And it doesn't necessarily have to be soca, but it'll be either a soca fet, uh, dancing with soca music, or like I love Mario, the R&B singer. So I have like intimate Mario con concerts where I'm singing. I'm pretending like I'm singing to him and I can't <laughs> sing. But um, it literally makes me, I go to sleep easier. Um, it's something fun and it's stupid. You know, there's that saying, uh, what's that saying that they talk about? Do, do something stupid or something like do something absolutely ridiculous and make yourself laugh. And though I have a lot of 
stressful and trying days, that's the one thing that really makes me laugh. And then last thing I do before I go to sleep is read my devotional and an excerpt from the Bible and have just, you know, a night conversation with God. That's what I do every, that's kind of my self-care routine, which is more to the end of the night. So I I love how you have your, you know, party in the bathroom before you go in the shower. (laughs) Well, I mean, I can't sweat. And I can't like I tried it before coming out of the shower, and then dancing up, and then have to go right back in because now I I stink. I'm all sweaty and salty. <laughs> but so you got to so The reason I love that is because one, you're having fun, you're enjoying life, you're having you know a good time, but you're working up to a higher vibration, so higher energy. You're lifting your spirits. So you know, one person may look at that as silly or stupid, but if you look on the spiritual side of it, you're putting yourself in a positive state of mind, high energy. And I'm certain like once you step into the water after that, because, you know, Mm -hmm. being connected to the water, being grounded by, you know, the natural earth environment, I'm sure that that makes you feel amazing before you go to bed. Oh, for sure. And what a lot of people don't realize is water, um, not just being well connected for me. Well, well, the brand is also about connecting to your higher self. So water is a really great transmitter of energy. And I know I do a lot of sensory deprivation tanks. My sister works part-time at a spa and I find mm-hmm. I, once I go in there and I let my mind kind of just relax and it's hard for me to relax. It's one of the things I'm not good at. I'm good at a lot of things, but that's not one of them. But every time I go in there, my mind just completely relaxes and goes to a, a completely different state of mind. And it's absolutely amazing. And I come out of the water, I feel cleansed, I feel clean, my and not just on my body, but my, my mind, my spirit, my soul also feels those things. So once you go into something with a different mood, it kind of transmits. And like, you know, I also look at it as like I'm going into the shower after I've laughed, sweated up myself, got my heart rate going, just got those happy energies around me. And then I literally go into the shower and I'm exuding those those positive things. But I'm also mm-hmm. washing away the negativity. That's how I also mask it in my head. Like I'm I'm washing out the stress from the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so you just you know when you shower you feel clean. That's mm-hmm. the whole, well hopefully that's the whole point of the shower <laughs> is to come out and feel clean. I don't know, but that's for me. I want to go in there and you come out clean, rinse yourself off. So I look at it not that I'm just rinsing myself off from the dirt and grime of the day. I'm also rinsing myself off from the um, the negative the, the negativity that of the auras that are around me from that day mm-hmm. as well. So I read this article that mm-hmm. basically says that whatever your favorite type of shoe is, that says a lot about your personality. And so far, it's been pretty spot on. My question to you, Jackie, is what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a boot, a running shoe, a flat, a flip-flop, a, I don't know, wedge, pump? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite type mm-hmm. of shoe? My favorite type of shoe, though I don't have any anymore and I need some more thigh-high boots, I love me a statement, um, a thigh high boot. Um, I think it's uh, it it says something about somebody who could wear thigh high boots. You know, it says, "Look at me, not in a bad way. I'm not that type of. I need all the attention." But I, I like things that are unique, and not everybody wears thigh high boots. So I had a few um, that I would I wear constantly. 
Okay, so it says that a person who loves wearing high boots will always be the one to take control of the situation. They're quick on their feet and able to make clear and rational decisions. This woman is exceptionally self-assured, so people around her feel instantly safe in her hands. I'll agree to that. I'll agree to that. I don't mean mean in a cocky way, but I've had a few friends tell me that like, they feel safe, and I do have people that message me literally um, about stuff and I'm like guys I didn't ask for this information but they're like I feel safe telling you this um, yeah. or they're like we know you'll take a control of the situation can you help me and I'm just like and I don't know if it's a PR in me the planner in me the the Virgo detail analytical type person but they somehow know that I'll I'll fix it so I'll own that yeah so I don't know how they came up with you know analyzing people's personalities by shoes but I think that's an amazing article so I like to ask all the guests to come on the show so before we go to the final segment of the show I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you online y'all can find me at wellconnectedto on Instagram that's my business account or is wellconnected is my personal but if you want to check out my website it's thewellconnected.ca and or you could email me at info at thewellconnected.ca and I do answer all my emails. I will get to it eventually, but I will answer it within a 48 <laughs> to 72 hour time. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm horrible with emails. And ever since I read that book, um, that was like a five hour work week or whatever, I am the quickest to like delete chunks of emails that don't look important so if you don't already have a relationship with me or your title isn't clear about what's in your email chances of it getting read are a little slim but (laughs) anyway so the final segment of the show i call it a walk in her stilettos but for today we're going to call it a walk in her high boots and it's uh just some quick reflection questions and you share the quickest thing that comes to mind okay so let's see let's start with name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life Oh, why men like bitches? Oh, um, how how did that impact you? Um, you know what? It kind of helped me understand. Uh, the undertone of the book is I'm getting that it's about um alpha females, and I consider myself. I've been told I'm an alpha female, so it kind of just helps me understand why men like certain aspects of an alpha female, but also how to just command attention and know know your worth. It was a really good book on knowing your worth. Mm, okay. What failure has taught you the most about life? Ooh, um, the failure that's taught me most about life is very quickly, I was uh, at a PR agency. I forced the owner to take a chance on me, and that was the subject line of my email. And I kept making mistakes, like small, stupid stuff I kept um, making. And I kept, at first, I was chopping it up to, I've, just, I've never done this. I've never worked in an agency before. This is my first PR gig. But what it really was, was me not being who, being true to myself. And we had a client event and I rocked that event. And my senior account manager, Amalia, came to me and said, this is you at your best potential. Whatever this is you're doing, continue to do that. And I learned very quickly, I had to stop trying to be what I was, I thought I needed to be, what type of publicist I thought I needed to be and what I saw online and, or what I saw at other stuff I was doing. And I learned to really be myself. And when I started being myself, that's when all of the success of the Well Connected um, started happening because I wasn't doing what I thought was meant of me. I was doing what I was supposed to do. Love it. Love it. Okay. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? If I could have a gigantic billboard anywhere, what would it say and why? It would 
say, just keep swimming. I'm quoting Dory. <laughs> I love uh, it. And it was, that is my quote. And I would say that because no matter how high the tide goes, you could always make it through. The water will eventually calm down and you'll always make it through. And that has been something that I've had to learn for myself, no matter how, how high the shit hits in the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually it comes off the ceiling and you'll have to clean it up, but you'll be fine. You might stink a little while, but you'll be fine. I love that because you're the second woman to come on the show and and quote that exact same line from Finding Nemo. Mm. And so for those of you who don't know what Finding Nemo is, it's an animated movie. Um, and I think a lot of the animated movies are not necessarily just for children because they have such deep meanings if you pay attention. So I think that's awesome that you're the second woman to come on the show and to quote that exact same line. I love it. I love it. Okay. So what new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? I would say um, my gratitude journal that you so gracefully gave me back in September <clears throat> has mm-hmm. really changed my life because I've, again, um, a lot of people don't know, I have a negative thought process to myself. It's something I've always had as a kid. I never was the popular person, never thought much of myself. So also giving gratitude was something that I just didn't really do often. Uh, you know, I, I, I've i done a lot for my life and being 31. I've done a lot, met a lot of people, but I was never like, I was like, oh, this is cool. But I I didn't really practice gratitude. So we're practicing my gratitude journal, using my five minute journal as well. I do both in the morning, along with my devotional in the morning has been great because it kind of helps shape my morning. And it's the first mm-hmm. thing like, I don't even get out of bed. Like I'll be in bed and it's outside of checking emails. That's the thing that I would do first because um, I have to check emails first to see just in case I have to hop out of bed and do something crazy. But um, I will not leave my house. I'll be late of, unless my journal and my devotionals are done. But the journal it. has kind of helped shape me to kind of be grateful for the small wins. It's not always the big things. Right. And sometimes the simple things to the family, you know, like I'm grateful for the, the truck that's sitting outside my house right now with all the product inside. Like I'm like, <laughs> oh, great. Like I'm just, I'm grateful for small things, you know. So mm-hmm. my gratitude journal has definitely changed my life and prayer praying um intentionally mm-hmm. i never used to do that often um but praying intentionally it's been every day for the year and having an actual conversation with god not just praying out of need which mm-hmm. i find i did a lot just hey god i need this job or you know those hey god i promise you i won't slip up this time just let my period come you know one of those <laughs> is, everybody's been there but praying intentionally and having a conversation has been um what's been really successful for me i love that i love that okay so last but not least what have you become better at saying no to in the last five years i've become better at saying no to no and no without an explanation in the last five years i always used to have to give somebody an explanation I just mm-hmm. say no for for no, and there's no why, how, because it's just no. I never used to do that. I'd always be a, okay, and then stress myself out and figure it out. I'm really good at just saying no with no explanation. Love it. I love it. I want to thank you, Jackie, for coming on and sharing your amazing energy and wisdom with us. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun, and I appreciate you too. thank you thank you and to our listeners until next time download the awaken my stilettos app and subscribe to our newsletter at awakenmystilettos.com and don't forget rate the podcast leave us a review leave a comment what did you think about what jackie had to say what do you have to add to what she said we'd love your feedback continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling